When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. It's your girl, your best friend, Jessie Mae Peluso. I am pumped for this week's episode. Once in a while I get lucky enough to do a swap cast, which was coined by the legend himself, Mr. Doug Stanhope. I get to do a swap cast podcast with one of my friends who also has a podcast, and then we just share it on each other's channels. It's a great way to connect our fans with each other and just to procrastinate a little bit more in our lives. <laughs> This week, I apologize because I am riddled with the flu, amongst other things that are still unidentified by scientists around the world, but my voice may be a little gross and it might be phlegmy, so just buckle in, okay? And it's going to be worth it because this week's Swapcast is with one of my closest comedy friends and comedy legend, the godfather of comedy, Mr. Dominic Irera. Buckle up, bitches. It's about to get real. Do I have to keep on talking till I can go on? While you see it your way, run the risk of knowing that I yes, love Yes, it's true. The, the rumors you've heard are true. I tested positive for anal warts. Yep, yep, guys, I just, you know, I want to keep my life a closed book, but it's hard when things are growing out of your asshole. No, I don't have anal warts. I have whatever everyone else has in this country that people are dying from that don't have the luxury of having access to health care, which I feel so fortunate to have. I paid $1,000 for somebody to give me all sorts of chemical, more chemicals to inhale, just put in my nose, put in my, in my lungs, antibiotics, all that shit. And you know what? Hey, sorry, Nancy Finley, if you're fucking listening to this, I didn't take any of that shit. I took a little bit of the Flonase, but then I started reading up on all the flu medication, antibiotics, all this stuff. No thank you. No thank you. Unless I have a limb that's severed, I just got out of surgery. If I, if Unless I'm an 85-year-old who's got pneumonia, I don't need antibiotics. That shit is gross, and it's just going to weaken my immune system next time. So I'm bunkering down. I've been in my house about four days now. My dogs are driving me up a fucking wall. I mean, it, my my dogs, they're just not used to having me home so much. They're just on my dick. On my dick. I brought them to the beach. Not enough. On my dick. I, ha- I let them sleep in the bed a little bit. Not enough. On my dick. Just, uh, they just, they, it's never enough with these fuckers. And to top it off, Chaplin, my littlest dog, I've got three because I'm a crazy dog lady, as my boyfriend calls me. Oh, so nice of you. Yeah. Now you got to deal with it, okay? You're going to have to put up with a psychiatric appointments. <laughs> God, don't laugh. <coughs> oh, it's contagious. Save yourself. I'm going to try and keep my coughing to a minimum. I apologize. But Chaplin, my littlest bundle of joy, he's got, he decided to get the sharts. Yeah, he's got the sharts, and they're projectile. He's been, he's been shooting his little asshole around my par- apartment carpet like he's North Korea. He's just shooting missiles all over the goddamn place. I can't even, I hear it before it happens. 
It's like it's like if a real missile were to head here, you would hear shh. You would hear all the air. I would assume. Now I'm not a, a physicist. Uh, the the science could be totally, just completely incorrect. Uh, the fact that you could actually hear a missile going through the air, but I'm gonna guess with a little bit of like how it's powered. I don't know if there's like a jet pack or like you know, just a flock of seagull that are behind the missile powering it, but I would assume some noise accompanies something something that powerful and fast so I can hear Chaplin's asshole fire up. And it sounds kind of like this. It, nothing comes out quite yet. If I can catch him, I hear the noise, I can catch his ass and aim it in a place with minimal damage. <laughs> so it sounds like this. <laughs> And once it starts to get to the, it's too late. Yeah, that's him shooting off the missiles. That's him just, ga, 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 just firing. Doosh, doosh, doosh. It's like fucking apocalypse now, shooting out of that little sucker's asshole. What, what happened, you ask? Oh, I don't know. He ate something. And it, I was looking at him the day I got sick, and I was like, it's either you or me, buddy. One of us is going to the vet. And it ain't going to be you. I'm sorry. So I didn't even go to the hospital. I went to the vet without a dog. And they're like, what are you doing here? And I was like, look, I don't have insurance. I think I have the flu. Can you just hook me up with, like, I don't know, some horse glue? I don't know what you guys do. Can you just give me, uh, you know, just give me, can you spay me? Will that get rid of the flu? What, 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 what menu options do you have? <laughs> oh, my God. That would be so ideal. If you if you just go into the vet and they can give you a discounted human rate if you don't if you don't want to pay your insurance deductible, son of a bitch. But my insurance deductible was at least half of what Chaplin would cost me. And I don't want to hear any of you fucking PETA pushers out there. Oh, that's dog abuse. No, it's not. It's a it's human abuse to be charged astronomical prices to to give your dog some stool softener. I got to get charged $150 for the appointment. I get to get charged $60 for eye contact with the vet. I get to get charged as a $35 fee for sitting down in the chair. No, do you want to sit down in the chair? That's a $35 fee. I got to get charged an extra $67 because I took one of the free biscuits on the way out. Bitch, those are supposed to be free. All these other fees they, they stick you with at the vet. It's like, you know what? I want to be polyamorous and just marrying all these men and, and love all these men that have different jobs so I don't have to pay for shit anymore in my life. Now, this is just theoretical, okay, boo? Don't flip out. I want a mechanic, a veterinarian, a legitimate doctor who's open to Eastern medicines, and a dentist, and possibly um, a gastrointestinal uh, <laughs> specialist because Pelusos, we got some GI tract issues. I just want to be polyamorous with a bunch of men who can serve me. And the top of that list would be a veterinarian because I'm a crazy dog lady with three dogs, one of which is sharding Korean missiles all over my apartment. Smells like a homeless tent in here. Jesus. <laughs> but I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying to survive. This, this week I'm excited. I'm going to be in San Francisco. I produced a show called The Seven Deadly Sins. It's going to be at Cobb's Comedy Club this Friday, 7.30 p.m. I'm giving away free tickets, a handful of free tickets, not many. Uh, email me at jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com for your chance to win some tickets. I'm also going to be doing a mini Michigan tour 
through uh, February 1st through the 3rd. The first, I'm going to be at Lansing at the Loft. The second, I'm going to be in Grand Rapids, Michigan at, um, what is the name of that, Wealthy Theater. And the 3rd of February, I'm going to be in Detroit, Michigan. We're going to be at the Crowfoot Ballroom, jessiemay.com for tickets. Also giving away tickets to those shows, just a handful Jesse May Peluso comedy at Gmail. Also, for Valentine's Day, Canadians, I'm going to be up in Vancouver, British Columbia for the weekend after Valentine's Day. I believe it's the, how does that fall? It might be like Valentine's Day. Yep, right after Valentine's Day, the 15th, 16th, and 17th. So for all you cheap bastards out there that want to get cards and candy after the day and flowers, you know, roses will go back down to their normal price instead of $50 for a bouquet. That's probably going to get smashed in your face anyways. You can pay $20 for a bouquet. So why don't you come celebrate with me at the Vancouver Comedy Mix in Vancouver, British Columbia, the 15th, 16th, and 17th. And then all, you know, all my other dates are at jessiemay.com. I like to try and give away tickets to my, my rabid fans. Thank you for everybody who came out to the Denver shows. I had a great time. I uh, worked out a lot of my dad material, which is coming along nicely. And I had a dope time with the girls there. I had all girls on my show. That was a lot of fun. I brought one of my newer friends, Shauna Christmas, to feature for me. She had a great time. We just, you know, we smoked weed. We hotboxed the green room. We lived our lives. I had my man there. That was fun. And, um, yeah, and now I have the flu, and I'm leaking out of all of my orifices. So I'm down for the count. I'm bunkered in my apartment, and I'm breathing in shark fumes. SOS. Can somebody save me? I mean, I know PETA is for the protection of animals, but what about uh, an agency for humans who are suffocating because of their animals' fart clouds? How about that? Can we can we give back? Pay it forward, okay? <coughs> Maybe Chaplin's asshole gave me the flu. Maybe it's not even the flu. Maybe I got some sort of a horrible pink eye in my throat. I got pink throat, bitch. Oh, God. I can't handle it. I know it sounds like I did a line of coke before I did this episode. I'm just, I have cabin fever. I'm stuck in this apartment. I can't go anywhere. Everyone's yelling at me every time I try and leave. So I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to sit in the bathtub. I haven't smoked any marijuana for five days, which is pretty good. And I've just been soaking it up in the hot tub without my soulmate. (laughs) But... This is a swap cast. If you don't know what a swap cast is, like I mentioned in the intro, it's when you know somebody who has a dope podcast and you guys record on one of those, either yours or your friends. And instead of recording twice, because I wanted to record this particular person on mine, you share the episode on each other's uh, consecutive podcasts. So we did that. And this gentleman who I interview this week, or I should say he interviews me because I'm on his podcast, but I ask him questions as well, is one of my dearest comedy friends. I'm lucky to call him a friend and family, really. He's been there for me, and we open up about real shit in our lives. And we also joke about each other's balls and vagina like children. So there's an endearing uh, closeness there. He's a fellow guinea. You know, I definitely bond with my paisans. And he's just, he's literally a legend. He has been working in this business for years, decades. Don't say that to him because he'll be pissed. (laughs) 
he doesn't like to think of himself as old and he's not old he's a young soul um we had a great time he's a huge beatles fan so that's why i chose the music i chose and i'm a huge fan of his because he's just a classic comedian he's a ball buster and he's just a no holds bar honest fun really sweet human being you also don't tell him that because he, he's got to come off as tough all right so all the stuff i i said just pick and choose be careful and i hope you guys enjoy this episode with one of my nearest dearest friends the godfather of comedy mr dom irera recorded at the laugh factory gotta give them a shout out think of what i'm saying we can work it out and get it straight I'll say good night We can work it out We can work it out Life is very short and there's I think when no the first time I met you you told me that you had to go you pooped pellets <laughs> <laughs> I do. I poop little cute pellets. Well, remember when you, because you lied to me. I said, you, you didn't get him pee. It took too long. She goes, all right, I went and pooped. Pellets. I pooped. Where were we? Were we at right the restaurant? Oh, it was up here? It's one of the yeah. Ten, yeah. I mean, you know, if I want to have a certain relationship, I'll let you know about my bowel movements. Well, I appreciate that. So we're on a different level than most. We've gone past physical love. We've, we're like in a 30 year marriage at this point. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I was hanging at your vagina with a couple of the boys. <laughs> As the boys do, ch- tend to linger around the vaginal they, hole. Yes, well, you can tell by her outfit, her disguise. <laughs> Jesse May Palooza is here today. I'm in a disguise. For the love of God and all that is good on earth. Yay! Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Listen, yeah, I'm here. Listen. I wore my hat. This is my like rain hat for LA. It's a very cool look. Hey, thanks. You would never know what you have under that. Just a pile of that, dirty hair. That matty, ratty. Oh, it's a mess. T- is it really? There's a couple squirrels up there right now. Can I see it? Yeah. See, only you would do that. You thought it? You really thought it was a mess? No, but it's just the you know people don't do that. You took your hat off when yeah. I listened to. Yeah. I'm gonna take my hat and put it right back on. Look, we both have hats. Listen, I wanted to match you. I knew you were gonna be in a hat because you always have a hat on. It's like your superpower. It's like your costume. I don't know why. I guess I have. You know, I've gotten hair back. Yeah, your hair looks great. Stop it with the. It grit. does. You know what's so funny about comedians? Well, no one, none of us want compliments. We don't know how to take a compliment. That's I true. just gave you a we nice d- compliment, and you told me to shut the fuck up we and defer, leave. We defer it. We defer. We defer compliments. Isn't I that know. interesting? I noticed that with Rogan. I was on his show, and he, I said something, and he just kind of, kind of, just went to the next. Don't, don't do that. Don't humanize me. It's, it's so interesting. It's like maybe it's a, a self-preservation thing. I don't know. Maybe we didn't get enough love, and when we get love, we don't know how to process it. Give me all the compliments oh, you got. shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> did I ever tell you? I did a, I did a uh, <laughs> podcast with Jamie and Frazier. And Jamie, <laughs> Jamie was my sidekick, and Frazier was the guest. That's crazy. And Frazier started talking, and Jamie goes, shut up, Frazier. And I said, Jamie, you can't tell a guest to shut up. No, you can't. You just told point. me to. Well, that was a joke. Was it to lead into the story? Yes. Was it so you could it tell me that? Jamie, yeah. babe, how you doing, baby? How's everything going? Is that going? what he calls you? Yeah, he's like, how you? no, he was like, hey, how you doing, sweetheart? How are you? He calls me sweetheart. He's like, hey, sweetheart. What are you, you making him sound like Dracula. <laughs> he is like Dracula. <laughs> I don't know. He's been sweetheart. around forever. Nobody knows how old he is. He's exactly like Dracula. He comes out at night. He's Dracula. Blackest hair, never, well, never one white hair Not coming through. Not one white hair on his head. He must dye his hair every fucking day. He must he definitely, like, he sits in a vat of hair dye. 
one little white hair comes out and he's like, get off of my head. Hey, sweetheart, get off of my head. He, see, he's got hair in the front, so he doesn't realize what a big bald spot he has in the back. <laughs> you see it the other day? No, I've never, he always faces me. Maybe that's a technique. See, that's the key if you have a bald spot. Always face people. And never let people walk upstairs next to you. <laughs> Never see. help somebody with their car. Like, don't go underneath no, the car. No. Don't bend down. They're don't pick anything and... up. You know what's sad is the uh, the, the uh, curly look. Not curly. Uh, Larry and the three, three Stooges. Oh yeah, where it's B- a bald but an afro. Yeah, it's around. it's on the sides. It looks like earmuffs. That's it's fun. like hair earmuffs. Oh, <laughs> that's ugly. But you know, like, what's worse, a man balding or a woman balding? See, well, you guys well, can bald and still get some tail. Like woman women, balding is kind of sad. It's it's like we become witches. Well, you don't have to worry. Well, you don't know. It's still early. Who no, knows? It ain't that early, believe me. I see. <laughs> I see. Your birth, I I demand to look at a birth certificate. Wouldn't it be terrible if you started having a stutter? If you started late, a late-in-life stutter? Like right now, from now on. What if you got a stutter after this podcast? What if you got a late-in-life stutter and I got, ma- like, female alopecia? What's that? That's balding. Oh. We'd be, we'd be, you, we'd have to get married. No one wants to talk to you because oh. you can't finish a fucking sentence. I don't need a brush. We would, make, we would make such a good couple because I would encourage you to go out and get laid. <laughs> Yeah. But you want to be able to say it. You'd be like, do, go, 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 go. Jesse, man, do me a favor. I don't feel like fucking you. I'm, I'm tired. How about this? Jerk me off more, no more than five minutes, even if I don't come, and then go out and get laid from a real guy, a real man. Yeah. No more than five minutes. <laughs> if you have you to can pull, make a Stouffer's lasagna quicker than that. If you have to pull my pud longer than... I, mean, I don't want to do it. Pull I don't my pud? <laughs> yeah. Did you say pud? I said pud, yes. P-U-N-D? Open up your ears, Dad, turkey. <laughs> Oh, are you you're recording this? Yeah, we're on Facebook Live on mine right there. Really? Yeah, legendary Don Myrera, everybody. Legendary? What does that mean? He's fucking ninety years old. No, you're a le- you know you're a legend. Not a legend. Yes, you are. You know it's a legend. My ass. <laughs> <laughs> your asshole. My asshole. Have you ever legendary. bleached your asshole? No, you know I don't really do much with it. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll clean it every two or three months, like, <laughs> like the pipes. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. How do you clean the pipes? Do you get a colonic? No. Have you ever gotten one of those? No, I don't do that. I, I want to try. I just want to try it just to see what it's like. But I'm afraid like it might rinse out something I might need. Like what? I don't know. Like a what if there's just you know something important up in there that you shouldn't wash out? <laughs> like a letter. From, a le- <laughs> what about my a letter from your lost love? My acceptance letter to Harvard. Oh boy. What that, if that's up in my colon? It's always yeah. And you see it going through the tube. You're like no. Yes. Yeah, did you, go to, did you go to college? No. I went, well, I should take that back. I went to a year and a half of college. What college? Uh, Onondaga Community College Onondaga. in Syracuse. Yeah, we called it Ock on the Rock. And I studied anthropology, which is basically, you can study anthropology. You don't need to go to college. Just look at people. That's all you have to do. You just stare at people and take notes. Basically, that's a comedian. Hmm. And then I studied uh, photography for a year and a half, and then I left. I left my hometown. Did you go to school? College? I feel like t- you were waiting for me to ask. Have you ever spoken to me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. I went to Philadelphia Community College. Did you? Got an associate's degree. In what? I don't know. You don't even remember what the degree was? Liberal arts, I guess. I went to another college and I got a, a, 
a Bachelor of Arts in Speech and Drama. In Speech and Drama. I fear it is true, madam. I have many sources of information. <laughs> I will do all in my power to aid you. <laughs> that was one of my scenes. Wow. I was a Spanish ambassador in Anne of the Thousand Days. Wait, you're not a real Spanish ambassador? I was acting like one. Oh, wow. I thought you were this whole time. It's the only Did reason I've been friends with you. Really? Yeah, I thought, I thought I could get into, like, you know, get some politics, like, get a little bit of that life in my life. You'd be good. In, you'd be good as Catherine of Aragon. <laughs> like, say you're putting your hand out to get it kissed. Yeah, that's my life right there. Just, like, a little hand kiss. That's some real regal stuff right there. By the way, on stage the other night, yeah. I, don't, I told you I didn't know what you said. Because you were laughing. up in the room. You couldn't I was, hear. I was laughing, though. You were so fucking animated. <laughs> But that's great. I love when you act silly. I love being silly. Silly silly definitely suits you. Thank you. You know, because you're pretty and people think you might have a little bit of attitude and you got no fucking attitude at all. I don't. I guess I've just been humbled by life. It'll do it, huh? It'll do it, man. Yeah, well, we should talk about that one moment. Yeah. Oh, geez, I just knocked the table over. I'm like, let's get it vulnerable. Ha! Jesse May's telling me about um, some dear relative of hers that's sick. We can talk about okay, it. Well, My father has dementia. Her father. And uh, I was there as the man, as I usually am. The protector. To protect her. And I was telling her about my mother, and I burst into tears. You did? And not only did my, you burst into tears. It was tears, squirting out of my eyes. <laughs> out of your asshole, too. I <laughs> didn't want to tell him, you. Will you leave my asshole alone? <laughs> let, let it rest in peace. I'm just letting the air out. You grabbed my hand as well. Did I really? Yeah, and it was such an honest moment. I honestly felt honored that you shared that with me. Well, that's probably why yeah, you know, I, I shared mean, it with you, because I felt comfortable. It, that's a testament to just our relationship. And it, it honestly, I, I felt like we got deeper as friends in yeah. that moment. Because so often we joke and jive and talk shop and we say on the surface a lot i have never cried in this building i cry every time Except i leave i cry <laughs> laughing <laughs> but yeah you know so it was it was a rare moment in the comedy career i think because i mean only I, done that I, a couple it, times. it just like bubbled up i went <laughs> yeah i thought you were gonna explode i'm like is he is he I, got gas or I know. what's happening here you handled it well though <laughs> You handled it well by like just being regular and like acting like oh this happens every night. You know? Well, that's I think that's what, what you time? do. What time did Dom cry yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just missed it. Yeah, guys, he cried between ten and ten fifteen. <laughs> it's a short set. You just cry from now on. Yeah, yeah, right. Get to that age. No, it felt nice, you know. And it also, honestly, in a in a selfish sense, I felt good knowing that I wasn't alone mm. in that plight. You know, yeah. having an, your parent and watching well, them forget stuff. A lot of feelings were going through me, and one of them was that you have to deal with it. You know, I mean, like, I don't know how much your dad knows what he's going through, because I don't know what, when, it, like, when my mother separated, she just separated from reality. Yeah. So I don't think she was suffering. Yeah, I mean, that sounds kind of nice. Well, yeah, it's like a, like a high. Yeah, know? it's like a constant high. You're just like, oh, pineapples are delicious. Is yeah. it Tuesday? I think the borderline people are the ones that it's scary. It's like, but they're always, what, what were you just talking about? Yep. Her? And that's where my dad's at. Oh, okay. He's at that place where... So he knows something is amiss. He knows, and he's frustrated because in his mind he gets jumbled, and, and, you know, he's somebody who loves telling stories. He's, you know, both my parents are funny. I get my silliness from my father. He's going to have to switch to one-liners. He's going to have to switch to one-liners. He's going to switch up his set. Yeah. He's got to, you know, go to Seinfeld. He's got to leave that Richard Pryor comedy and go to Seinfeld and just do quick (laughs) one-liner pop. 
but uh, yeah, no, he's he's frustrated with it for sure, and it's frustrating because. It's not like when somebody has cancer or some sort of physical ailment where you can kind of, you can medicate and you can sort of help them along. Yeah. When it's mental illness, you can't get inside their mind to fix it. And that's oh, yeah. frustrating. And you can't see anything. It's you not, can't see anything. It's not like a broken leg where you see no. a cast. Yeah. You can't see a broken mind. No, you can't. And in... You can feel it, but you don't know. It's such a um, difficult disease to deal with because it's so it's so hard to, I think, um, figure out a way to make them feel better. Well, it seems more prevalent now, and maybe it's because they just know more and they have more names for it. Yeah. Because it used to be, ah, he's senile, she's senile. Or, yeah, or he's going crazy. Yeah, and that was it. But now it's one thing or another. I mean, they're... Like, I was reading about Parkinson's, and it has so many different kinds. Yeah. There's the kind that Michael J. Fox had, which is, like, one of the worst when you're when you're younger. Yep. And there's a kind that some people, they just shake, and they're 90 years old, and nobody thinks anything of it. Yeah, and you just think it's them just getting yeah. old. And it's the same thing with dementia. There's, there's a smaller spectrum of dementia than there is Parkinson's, I think. My dad has vascular dementia, which is the type that is brought on usually by, like, a stroke. Or there's some sort of like right. initial thing that happens a with trauma. your brain, a trauma, and so that's what they think that his is. And the irony, as I, I told you when we were talking about it, is that my father's illness kicked into like oh yeah hyperdrive. I was thinking about that last night when I was having some shots. Yeah, it, as he, a protective coating. You gotta have keep drinking. Don't stop drinking. I'm gonna <laughs> tell everybody out there: don't stop drinking. Drink in moderation that's if, interesting. if you need to, yeah. because. When he quit drinking is when his dementia really kicked in. That's really interesting. Isn't that wild? Yeah. It's almost like the drinking was keeping him somewhat level. Why, why did he quit? Well, the doctor, the neurologist told him that he should quit because, you know, he's aging and, and the dehydration was affecting his equilibrium. And uh, he, the doctor said, but don't quit cold turkey because right. my dad's been a functioning alcoholic for a lot of his life. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, depleting your body of anything that it's been relying upon is dangerous. Yeah. And so he went cold turkey because he's a stubborn ginzo. I mean, you guys are so stubborn. You Italians. Oh. Oh, hey, hey. Hey, get me some sauce. <laughs> it's gravy. It's fucking gravy. Keep an eye on the sauce. So, yeah, he just quit cold turkey, and now we're just... And you saw a big difference. A, a big... It, it was night that's and day. Fucking, that's fascinating. He looked almost 10 years older. And his mind was slower. He was slower. And we're just like, what is going on? So maybe in somehow the alcohol brought him up to a more normal level. Yes. So the, 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 uh, the high. You yeah. Know. It's, it's interesting. And, you know, I've just been telling everybody and talking about it as much as I can because it's a sort of disease where it's only, you can only learn from it from people who are experiencing it. Yeah. Because, you know, you see the signs and then you can you know, talk about the signs that you saw in your loved one and pass that to the next person. Right. And I've had so many people message me about this disease and uh -huh. dealing it with with their parents and, and them being like, oh, this is happening with my parent. Maybe they have dementia. So that's a silver lining for me. That's why I want to talk about it more yeah. just because it's, you know, it's so frustrating. You went through it. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. You know. Don't get me started. Don't go. Are you, don't you don't dare. Let's, my, let's go back to bubble talk. I was talk. about to explode. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Is this really live? Yeah, it is. It's still live. People are still there. <laughs> Where am I at? Yeah, you're there. You look adorable. Oh. Yeah, you're so cute. Are you uh, Are you touring anywhere anytime soon? I'm going to Tampa uh, next, not 
not this week, obviously. No, um, the, the following week. Yeah. You don't seem like somebody who goes to Tampa willingly. No, I like Tampa. You do? Yeah, it's a good market for me. Is it? Very good, yeah. Where do you perform out there? Uh, I'd rather not plug the date. Okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at side, side Splitters. Oh, yeah, nice You've classic. You've been there, have you? I've never done it, but I've heard, uh, you know, Chris Frangiola, he's another comedian. He talks about Side Splitters. It's, it's a, a favorite place of his. That's oh, great. Yeah. Bobby Jewell. Bobby the, the Jewell. Dis, the disco club oh, owner. Oh, my God. The first time I met him, he fucking moonwalked around a bar. <laughs> I, never, I never saw a, a club owner moonwalk. Oh, that's when you know, man, this check is going to bounce. Oh. <laughs> he, he, he drinks so much, and he... The club owner does? Oh. How long has he been in the business? A long time. The, the club is a real success. I mean, they, they weathered a lot of storms, you know. That's yeah. why I've heard it's a lot of legendary stories have come out of that place. Yeah. It's just one of those spots that you, you know, when you talk to your comedians who are on the road a lot, it's just one of those places. Well, you know, I like the, I mean, not that I don't work some, some of the chains, but I like those clubs that are kind of, a family operated or operated by a couple yeah. of people. You know, yeah. Like a nice bananas, like Hasbrook Heights. Do oh, you work yeah. bananas? Yeah. They they actually sold that to the people that uh, that have helium. There. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Denise told me that last time I was there. Yeah, I do like those smaller clubs too. It's I I, I Denise feel... looks better with a big ass. She does. She looks great with a big booty. She got yeah. a big booty. She yeah, she talks about it. She bounces around. She's I like know. the Cardi B of Comedy club management. It's funny, these people that we know all over the place, like, it always cracks you up. I mean, just, not just, even just the United States, it's like, in Australia. Have you done started doing the international No, stuff but yet? I was thinking about you because my comedy friend, Marty Caproni, who is just one of my closest friends, probably one of my brothers, opens for me a lot, and we're working on doing Ireland. Oh, boy. Yeah, and he was like, hey, Dom knows Ireland. you got to ask Dom about yeah. Ireland and, and suggestions, so yeah, I have well, to I ask you about that. Well, I would certainly, you know, they don't hire very many Americans anymore. Yeah. That's, this is the, the the festival, but that doesn't mean I couldn't get you connected with other people. Yeah. I have enough friends over there. Even if it's just like a bar show and they, yeah. they pay me in like a, you know, a keg of Guinness, I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that place. Yeah, you go there every year, don't you? Yeah. Where's your favorite place to to work now? Because you've been everywhere. God, it's, I don't really have a favorite. I mean, of course, the Philadelphia area. Like, I'm in Atlantic City uh, on the 17th of February. Yeah. I mean, Philly, you know, it's not, It's not. I'm from there. And I, and, the, and the, the radio stations are great to me, you know. That's, it's always nice to go you back home. You ever do Philly? Yeah. Do you remember we hung out? Yeah, remember yeah, you were yeah. there for, your, for a That's wedding? That's right. Your I saw, it was the getting... first time I saw you as a star and <laughs> at the bar. No, I remember because, you know, you, I only, I, I, I knew you from TV right. a little bit and from here, and, you know, when we became friends. Right. But it was, you know, it was, it was fun seeing you signing autographs and stuff. Aw. It was yeah. so nice to have you there because, like. How many times on the road? You, I don't know if you can count even on one hand. Maybe you can because you've been at it. Watch it for a little bit longer. <laughs> really? But like, it's not very often that you run into a friend who's also a comedian in in the market that you're working. I know. Who's not working? You know what I mean? Like it's. I was probably doing Atlantic City then. I think you were doing Atlantic City, but you would come back because someone was getting married, and you had seen that oh, I was there. Oh, that was that. Yeah, yep. yeah. I might not have been. I might not have been working. You had a night off. You had like a, a couple nights yeah. off, and no, so we went and hung out, got a couple beers. Yeah, yeah. No, that was so. That was one of my favorite weekends, the favorite nights specifically, because yeah. it doesn't happen happen often. Oh no. No. You, you hook it up with with, with a friend in the no, road. No, yeah. never. 
That happened to me in Australia a couple of times, and in our, you know, like once in a while in yeah. Ireland. I used to work with like Lewis Black and different people. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. But now it's so weird to, like, I was talking to uh, this girl I went out with in Perth. You went uh, out with it. You went at a date in Perth. Well, no, I was staying there. I was hanging out with her, and, and now you know, like, she's getting married, and somebody said, "Does it bother you?" I said, "How can it? What am I? What am I going to do?" She said, "Perth." Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, that's I'm, a long gonna, distance relationship. That was, yeah, it's almost. It's almost like so far halfway around the world. You're actually coming back. <laughs> you, you take two steps you to your left. Her. You're like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> gotta take a lap to uh, land here. But it, it's really amazing the relationships and like I'll walk, I'll walk in a place in, in Kilkenny, and the guy goes, "Hi, Dom. I got the I I hit a USA Today for you. I, I know you like that bullshit sports stuff, <laughs> fucking Americans, you know, because they 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 like soccer. Yeah, football. Uh, foot, foot, Their football, yeah, yeah. which has millions and millions of viewers. I do like the rugby though. They're fucking really crazy. That's crazy. That's like that's like if somebody took testosterone and got it drunk and threw a ball at it. That's <laughs> Could what you rugby's imagine? like. That they don't wear helmets. I mean, they wear those little they tiny. They wear those little tiny helmets. That doesn't do anything. No, and they're like, it's like totally barbaric. It's definitely like a sword fight. That's yeah. that's what it is. It's just like organized crime. There's or well, war. One of the biggest teams in the world is uh, it's called the All Blacks, the New Zealand All Blacks rugby team. Yeah, and I, I had you know, I had some gear from them, some swag, and I had a, a All Black shirt, uh, All Blacks uh, a shirt, and a, the the symbol on my hat. Yeah. And I go in the comedy store on Fat Tuesday, where P H A T, where that's what it used to be called. Yep. It was like mostly black crowd and black comedians. Yeah, that's fun. And his brother comes up to me, he looks at my my uh, hat, and he looks at me, and he goes, "Right on, bro." <laughs> like, like Instant street cred. Like I was wearing a hat in <laughs> yeah. support of all blacks. All blacks. <laughs> you were ahead of the Black Lives that's Matter. Right. That's you right. You started it. They do matter too. <laughs> who's gonna Who's gonna argue with that? I know. I mean, if you, you'd have to be a pretty fucking mean person to, to go, argue that. So you know, all 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 blacks, all lives matter. Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not all lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are complete assholes. Oh my god. Including the people who don't think that black lives matter. I mean, yeah, they do. And sometimes it takes people yelling that out for other people to go, Oh yeah, maybe they should matter. Oh, you know, not to get too heavy into the situation, but a friend of mine was on the podcast, and he's a he's a little older than me, and he was in uh, Alabama and Mississippi when all the civil rights things were going down. Yeah. He actually had to drink from a different water fountain. Jesus. So I can't it, imagine that. Well, I couldn't, you know, because you know you try and empathize with people, but he's so fucking bright. I mean, not that, not that, you know, you should, uh, you shouldn't help a dumb person too, but he's well, so, yeah, you shouldn't. Absolutely. <laughs> we, I mean, that's you shouldn't encourage rule. these cocksuckers to make, <laughs> but man, that I'll tell you that really hit me because it's like, fucking hey, this is one, you know how they say the seven degrees of separation. This was no separation. Yeah. He, he's right he, there. He went through it. Yeah. You know? That, that's wild, man. I, I can't even imagine being alive in that time where, People are using separate bathrooms and being, yeah. you know, racially profiled. Oh wait, we are in that time. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second, it's still wait happening. Wait a minute, it's happening now. Yeah. It's wild. Like you, you know, do you feel like it's kind of full circle? Um, are you seeing some stuff like that is reminiscent of like, you know? I think that people are much more aware of it. I don't, I don't know that. I mean, it's certainly not there yet, where people, have, you know, it's. It's pretty terrible. I remember, you know who Jeff Joseph is? 
Jeff Joseph. I feel like those are your two middle names. Who's he's Jeff Joseph? John, John Joseph is my middle <laughs> I name. I was close. Very good. But he was, he's a black guy, and I stayed, out, I stayed with him when I first came out here because I was married to Lisa. I don't know if you remember. You know, and, I, and I would come out here and stay, and I never thought anything of it. You know, like I uh, never thought about what he went through and all. And he was very white in the sense of, like, Izod shirts, very preppy. Right. And he was telling me how he couldn't get a cab in New York. And I go, get the fuck out of here. You? And he goes, yeah, you know. He says, I'll stand there. And I, I thought, wow, that's so fucking heavy. And that was happening when I lived there 10 years ago. Yeah. I had friends who had the same situation, black friends who couldn't get a cab 10 years ago. Well, I'm sub- see, the thing is, I'm equal opportunity. I wouldn't pick anybody up. No, I'm not picking anybody up either. Just fucking drive the cab yeah, around the, and go. Get your own fucking ride. I'm done. Unless you got food, weed, or some <laughs> alcohol, you're not getting in my goddamn car. <laughs> I need some snacks. Yeah, baby. <laughs> what did you just have, by the way? I had you? sweet potato fries. Because oh, you're, you're going to feed me. I, I have to feed you. Yeah. I need it's to be banded. fed. Uh, no, we'll have a good What's time. What's on the menu? Well, we have menus. It's called Why Cook, Why Cook LA, and they and it's good. Like it's upper uh, upper level restaurants. Really? Three, you know, four or five star restaurants. Really deliver? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Oh, it's the greatest. What a great time to be alive, where food is brought to your house hot. Did you ever hear a yummy? Yeah, I've, I drove behind a couple of those, those trucks. Are they good? Well, they're you know they're like regular stuff, but it's great. You know, I said to this kid, my friend's kid was in the Olympics, and he made uh, he, he was a triathlete. And uh, he was at the, I said, Joe, you want to go shopping, uh, get, get some food? He goes, yeah, I'll go with you. I said, oh, here it is. I, gave, I handed him the pamphlet. He goes, what do you mean? I said, just whatever you want to order. We'll, we'll, he goes, really? And you yeah. just type it in? No, you just call him. That's I mean, amazing. Yeah, but the, the, the restaurants, you'll like it, you know. I'm excited. So you don't grocery shop anymore? <laughs> Have you ever seen my act? With an act like <laughs> With an act like that, I'm going to go with regular people who have no acts, people who are too lazy to write. I love grocery shopping. Oh. It's one of my favorite things that like calms me. Like driving calms me. Um, you yeah. know, masturbating and grocery shopping. Masturbating will calm you. Yeah, those that, that calms you naturally. But grocery yeah. shopping, I, I you know I smoke a little joint in the car in the parking lot, and then I go in the store up and down every aisle, uh-huh. looking at everything. It's amazing. It's like. It's like, I would imagine what people felt when they first saw color television, just like all those products and, and all yeah, those different, yeah. you know, labels and options. I was thinking about when you said masturbating, I was thinking... Of, <laughs> You're still stuck on masturbating. <laughs> no, but I was thinking, I, have, I am like the height of la- laziness. Like, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so lazy. A- after I come, I'll just lay there and fall asleep without pulling my pants up. What a fucking image that is, huh? And I'll be I think the, a lot of like rock stars died that way. All right, with the dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we bust each other's balls. I know you're like that with everybody, but no, I'm not. No, like no? You. well, the first time I met you, I was trying to you know the protocol of meeting somebody. I, I said, uh, you know, you, uh, Justin brought you in the back alley here at the Lab Factory, and I went to shake your hand. You go. Give me a hug, you bastard. That's with right, hand. yeah. Very first, I thought, well, this is going to be loose. That's well, because you're like, you know, there's that Italian camaraderie. Yeah. Peluso, Irera. We're probably related. We don't even know it. What, where, are you, where are your people from in Italy? My grandma's family is from Palermo, Sicily. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah and I'm... my great-grandmother was actually um, a very well-to-do, I think, like, she ran a, a brothel. 
in Italy. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's where you get your pigginess. <laughs> Grandma's girl. Let me ask you this. And if you don't feel like talking about it, it's cool. Has it ever happened to you, any of this stuff? that? Uh, me too? What? The hashtag me too stuff? No, just like, I, I don't, uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, anything like that got you a job or got you rejected from a job or like you felt Yeah, like- yeah, that definitely has happened. You know, there was a time when I was trying to figure out how to get into the Montreal Comedy Festival. And I emailed one of the guys who ran that and... Uh, on Facebook, actually. And I just asked him simply, I was like, hey, you know, I heard about the Montreal Comedy Festival. I was a young comic, so I didn't know. I'm still a young comic, but I mean young in the sense I just started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't know the protocol. And so I emailed him and said, hey, can you just let me know what I need to do about entering to get into the festival? And his response was, is that you in the bikini photos? Now, at, the, wow. at some time, somebody had posted something on my Facebook page of a picture of a girl in a bikini on a beach who happened to look like me. It wasn't me. But that was his response to me asking him about how to get into the festival. And I was like, what? What does that have to do with what I'm asking you? Yeah. And then he said that if I wanted to send any bikini photos, I could send them right to his email. And so, so in other words, he really liked your act. Yeah, so he thought it was hilarious. I got into the <laughs> festival. No, I just was like so turned off, but I, I copy and pasted that whole, ch- I have that chat saved. And I always thought like, someday this is going to need to be public. I thought that in that moment. Because yeah. I knew it was so fucked up for a guy in a very powerful position. Yeah. If not one of the most powerful positions, if you consider how influential the Montreal Comedy oh, well, Festival yeah. was. You know, I got, like, everything from that festival. I mean, back... Yeah, I mean, now it's a little different, but yeah. for sure people got careers made off of that, and his initial tone was about my tits. And then everybody wonders, you know, uh, why women even talk about this stuff, because it's fucking real. And sometimes it feels shitty to feel that your body is a part of the entry fee. Yeah. You know? And, and on the same breath, there's a lot of chicks who ride the coattails of this hashtag me too shit yeah. who, shut, who should shut the fuck up. You, just because, you know, somebody accidentally grazed you in a grocery store, that doesn't, that doesn't mean you got sexually assaulted. Yeah. Well, you know, we walk a fine line because, especially these days, I have to trust you or I can't speak like I speak, but since we both speak the same... Goofy, dirty yeah, we way. have a we have a we have a thing. But you can't like I couldn't do that. I mean, I wouldn't do it anyway. If if, if a woman was, if I felt any tension, of course, I would never like no. start talking about my ass or whatever. No, Even you and though, I, we just that's how our relationship is. We're very well, open and goofy so, and funny. It's so ridiculous. It has to be. It has to be a joke. Yeah, exactly. Like that's we're ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> our friendship is ridiculous. <laughs> but like, I just don't think we're we're entering a very dangerous territory where we're teaching our girls it's it's okay to 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 almost be victims and and use that like i i think we're teaching our girls that victimizing yourself you can get stuff from it you know you have to look at both sides of these arguments i know i mean i was talking you know katie quigley yeah quigley uh i said when how many times have you bought a drink in a bar in your life she says, I don't know, probably twice, right? Yeah. So, and you know, she, and like she got to she got to fix that game. I mean, Kate is 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 pretty, <laughs> and she's affable, and she's fun, and yeah, she's personable. But, but also, like, if you're gonna accept that, 
that dr the drinks, then you know there, there's a price to pay. Right. Not that you have to go go with the person or anything, but you're going to get hit on. Right. There's a, there's a game to play. Yeah. There's a little bit of a give and take. Yeah. And so, you know, I feel like accountability and self-responsibility are depleting when it comes to things like hashtag me too and all these things because... Hashtag me too. I don't mean to be ignorant, but I am... That that is about me too. I got molested I was, too. Or yeah, I, got... I was sexually assaulted. I experienced, and I, you know, for me, and I talk about this in my stand-up. My first time ever having sex, I was raped, and so that was my introduction into my sexual life. And I don't think that's funny, by the way. I, I don't think it's not funny. I know, I'm kidding. But I've made a lot of jokes about it. Yeah, you know, and well, it's, it's courageous you, on your part. Yeah, that's how you bring awareness to it. Yeah, and and you know, a lot of people want to jump on this subject and get likes and followers and to, to views. Ma manipulate it in that way. Yeah, and it's just, you devalue people who are actually experiencing real trauma. Right. And so that's where we're in a fine line, you know. It's like, yeah, teach your girls to be strong and teach them to speak up when stuff happens to them yeah. that is inappropriate. But let's not also teach them to victimize themselves for the sake of celebrity or yeah. some other bullshit uh, goal. Yeah. You know? We were, uh, and this isn't even a girl thing, this could be boys too, but when I, my ex-wife and I, you know, uh, you know, my goddaughter. Yeah. And uh, when we were, when she was growing up and uh, we were talking about it, because she knew, I mean, she knew how I felt and her mother felt about, you know, strangers and beware and, but this kid had such a big mouth. I said, she's almost unmolestable. <laughs> because she, she would go, what are you doing? Get your hands off me. You know what I mean? Unmolestable. Can I please call my comedy special? Unmolestable. <laughs> oh, by the way. Oh, my God. Did you ever hear Ian Edwards' joke about he wanted to have an ugly daughter? No. So, he, he, I, I'm, I don't want to butcher Ian's yeah. joke, but it's so fucking funny. He goes, I want to have an ugly daughter so she can never be raped. Like she'd come home and go, Daddy, I was raped today. And he, was go, he would go, no, you weren't. <laughs> And people think, like, people get offended by... Well, do you think or any of us really think rape is funny? I no, mean, is, no, but it, things that are so painful... Yeah. It, there's such a fine line between pain and pleasure. And that's where comedy me. exists. <laughs> You're telling me. You're telling me. my butthole that. Mis my butthole mistress. says the same thing. The comedy exists in between those two lines. Yeah. And comedy's the glue to get one across to the other. And the more people realize that, the more yeah. fun you'll have at a comedy show. Well, one of the first bits I ever wrote was very interesting looking back on it because I never really dealt with my father leaving home. Yeah. Like, I never really sat down and thought, whoa, this is really horrible. I just had these numb feelings in my head, and I didn't know what was going on. But the joke was, and my father uh, left home when I was in second grade. He never cheated on my mother. He used to cheat on me, pick up other kids after school, <laughs> yeah. take, take them to the zoo. <laughs> Like that. One day he came to me, I look, look, I got to love with you. I met another kid for the first time in my life. I feel like a real father. Now, that was really, I really felt that way. Yeah, of course. Even though the joke worked as a joke, but the audience doesn't go, is he serious? Or, yeah. No, they don't care. They're just laughing. They're laughing. That's so good. That's that's really, really. But it's an interesting kind of first joke, huh? Yeah, it's and it's also very um, revealing and vulnerable. Yeah. And, and that's, some brains work that way. When you experience stuff, you're like, I need to laugh at this, otherwise I'm just going to cry myself to sleep. Yeah. Like, I need to be able to find some sort of 
silver lining and joy in this terrible moment in my life. Right. Do you remember All My Children? Like the kids that you've had or the TV show? The TV show. I the, never really watched the soap. it. Anyway, I was, uh, I was an under five on All My Children that day. That's why I remember it so, so clearly. And uh, I, w I was a priest. And so you know what under fives are? They're like your, your, your lines? You can't say more than five right. lines. They have to pay a different scale. Right. I, I don't hear them much out here. But anyway, I was a priest. And it was so funny because they didn't know I was funny or anything. And I, <laughs> I'm just a priest. And my lines were body of Christ, blood of Christ. Body of Christ, blood of Christ, right? Yeah. And the more I said it, the creepier I got. And they, they, you could see them, like the stars of the show were getting married. You could see them fucking laughing. And, and they were shaking laughing because I would go like this, body of Christ, blood of Christ, body of Christ, blood of Christ, body of Christ, blood of Christ. <laughs> Just get fucking creepier and scarier. <laughs> Whoa. You've been on a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, I've you been worked. Do you uh, have like what was one of your favorite TV? Like, what was your favorite movie to work on? Oh, The Big Lebowski. Yeah. Well, yeah, because of the. I, first of all, I had no idea it was going to be that big. I, yeah, I had a little part in that, but I had no idea it was going to be a cult. It's movie. a classic. I liked Hollywood Shuffle. Hollywood Shuffle. Yeah. Now I got it. Where can I watch it on Netflix? I don't. I don't know. Robert Townsend directed it, and he's it, such a nice guy. Yeah. And uh, it was really funny because it was just, I mean, he was doing it on his credit cards and he'd, we'd stop shooting. Damon, Damon Wayne's uh, broke down on a line. He, he, you know, he broke character and he's laughing and we had to keep it in because we couldn't afford to shoot it Oh again. my God, now I have to watch it. Yeah. Hollywood Shuffle? Yeah. I met Robert Townsend one time. I was hosting the Williamsburg Film Festival with Leon. Do you know Leon? Hey, who's booking that? <laughs> Leon um, was, he's been in tons of movies, like uh, just, just a shitload of movies. Uh -huh. He was also, uh, more for me, what I remembered him from, he played Black Jesus in Madonna's music video. Oh, okay. And I got an instant lady boner for him. And he was co-hosting with me. And uh, he's related to Robert. I believe that's his oh, wow. brother. And, really? Yeah, and so I was a broke comic at the time, and I had to get back into the city because we were in Williamsburg, and uh -huh. they they oh, Williamsburg, uh, yeah, Brooklyn, York, right? and um, they drove me home, and Robert talked shop and and gave me some pointers and insider uh, information about comedy and the industry, and he just was so nice and respectful and treated me. He treated me like somebody who had already made it, yeah. and I always remembered that. Like I always thought that was so noble and. Just a really cool yeah. move. He was one of those guys that, you know, you could see he he willed success. He really, like, yep. focused. I stayed at his house when he was doing a, a show, called, a movie called The Soldier Story with yeah. Denzel Washington. And uh, it, all around the thing, he had these positive energy, like just little sayings and stuff, you know? Yeah. It's a power of the mind, man. Oh, yeah. Because, you know... Just like my last relationship, my ex was crazy and negative, and that he sucked the positive energy out of me. Yeah, that would take a lot too, because you got a lot of positive energy. It took a lot, and I yeah. was just like, I saw it happening, and I was like, I got to get rid of this person. Yeah. That's when you realize you're an adult. When you go, oh, I don't need to date assholes. Right. I don't need. I deserve more than this. Like you grow up in that moment, especially as a woman, to realize you don't need to date some slum pos. What's POS? Piece mean? of shit. I was trying to like <laughs> censor myself. I'm trying not to swear so much. 2018 resolution. That's not resolution. really swearing. That's just no. vulgarity. I love that. You're like, 
piece of shit. It's not really a swear word. It's well, just swearing to me is like something about God, you know. Like hope, taking the I Lord's name God, in vain. Yeah, wouldn't that be like? So, you I hope that know. God what? Jesus. I don't know. What do you hope he does? You I pointed hope, at me. I hope he. Blood of Christ, body of Christ, <laughs> blood of Christ. I hope he gives you everything you ever dreamed of in life. That's what I hope for you. <laughs> Holy dick. We'll see, we'll see how happy you are. <laughs> What are you, what are you, are you going on the road? You got anything you want to plug? Um, I'm going to be in Denver at the Denver Comedy Works. Oh, that's, which one? Uh, up to, uh, downtown and the South, uh, Laramore Square, the yeah. two, the two clubs that they have there. That's great. Yeah, I'll be there 14th, 15th, and 16th of January, and then are I... Are you doing both clubs in the same night? Uh, no, I'm doing Monday, Tuesday in the downtown club, and then, uh... Or Sunday, Monday in the downtown club, and Tuesday in the other club. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and then I produced a show for the San Francisco Sketch Fest. Uh, I heard about that. Yeah, it's called Seven Deadly Sins, and seven comics, each of them gets the sin on the spot, so they have to improvise a set based off of one of the seven deadly sins. That's at the Cobbs Comedy Club on January 26th. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm out I'm, there doing I'm doing it. the black box. You ever do that in Fort Lauderdale? I heard of it. How is it? Uh, it was great. I, I was going to do the improv and they closed. The Fort Lauderdale improv closed? Yeah, yeah. The one that's in that casino? Yeah. What happened? Fucking great. I don't know. It's a I think great the, club. The, 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 the tribe bought them out, is, is what oh, I yeah. heard. They're like, no more comedy. Well, they just wanted to. Oh, they sound like Jamie Masada. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, <laughs> Jamie Masada does Dracula. <laughs> Sorry, no more Jamie. Comedy. <laughs> you go now. I w I the last time I performed at the Hollywood. Um, Improv, Hollywood, well, Fort Lauderdale Improv. Yeah. I was with Jeff Dye, and Jeff Dye was on stage. My dad was in the audience, and right up front, my father was right up front with my mom and my sister, and my dad's phone rang, and he took the call. Oh, jeez. <laughs> he goes, what? No, I can't hear you. You're at a comedy show. And Jeff Dye's like, am I being... Heckled by Jesse May's father's phone call. <laughs> it was so funny. He knew that it was your father? Yeah, because I had introduced him. All right. Oh, God. And he had a T-shirt on of himself. My dad had a T-shirt on of his face. Oh. And he answered. He looked like such a like a used car salesman, like some ginzo that ran, right, you right. know. That's funny. Sausage in, Incorporated used cars <laughs> in upstate New York. It was funny. But that was my Fort Lauderdale improv. Yeah, that was a great club. Great club. Yeah, we went in the pool. My dad and I went down that slide like children. Oh, that pool. Yeah, that was a beautiful yeah, right pool. Front. It was a great, that's a great gig. Great gig, For yeah. a comic. Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. <sighs> I, did the, I did the main room once with Jake Johansson for New Year's Eve. Thing. Yeah. So that was like a couple thousand. That was nice, but, you know. Huh. I don't think, I think they're a once-in-a-lifetime gig. Yeah. <laughs> when you were at the Black Box. In March, I'm at the Black Box, and I'm at the Stress Factory. You've done the Stress Factory. Yeah, right? he's got a new club opening up. I know, in Bridgeport. Bridgeport, yeah. yeah. I love Vinny. He Vinny. goes up and does a tight 45 before the comics. He's a good comedian. He is a good comedian. Very smart, very loving man. Mm -hmm. Loves his family. He's a family man. He loves comedy. He loves both, both of his families. <laughs> oh, does he have two families? Well, he had one where he has his older kids, for, for right. and, uh, his wife, his first wife, and then... The two, I think, two or three younger ones are uh, from this. That's this beautiful. Wife. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. He, he works. Just have hard. a couple families. It's very Native American of him. Oh God. There's a couple different teepees next to each other. He's got to scoot back and forth in the middle of the night. Do you want to have a baby with this kid? With this guy? Yeah, I'm dating. I, well, I have a boyfriend now. We went beyond the dating thing. Now we have. I have a boyfriend. 
But would you like to have a baby with him? Maybe. I don't know. I've never thought about anything. I've never thought about children or marriage. And then this guy comes around, and I'm like, wow, he's pretty great. That's but I don't cool. know. You know, I'm, I'm taking it very, very slow. Have a baby. You want me to have a kid? I'd love you to have a kid. You, you, you just want to be another grandfather. No, I wanted some spots to open up on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get that Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday in Denver? I think Jesse Mace in her third trimester. Her uterus is exploding right now. No. I need to take up. I want some spots on the road, Dom Herrera. <laughs> you devil. I would love to see you have a baby. Maybe, you know. I don't want to put pressure on you. It's all you need pressure from me, but, you know. I, well, I've thought about it. And honestly, like, just seeing what's going on with my dad, I, I want a kid just to take care of me. I'm just one of a few of them, just so I got, like, a little cleanup crew. Yeah. You know, just a couple cuties just to show me where the bathroom is and wash my lady taint when I need it. Well, speaking of your lady taint. Yeah. Second comedy album title. <laughs> I don't know what to say now. Speaking of your lady taint. She, she's good. She's, you know, she's... she's How's your mother doing? She's great. <laughs> speaking, speaking you just of, made me snort. I heard that. <laughs> Very sexy. So where'd you meet this guy? Uh, I met him... Well, he came out to a show years back. And then we ended up just uh, communicating. Just, you know, like messaging. And I thought he was smart and funny and different. You know, even though, like, I, I, I communicate personally with my fans as much as I can. And he happened to be a fan, quote that, unquote. Is it still going out? Yeah, it's still going. People are people are watching. We're really? we're still on Facebook Live. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Um, and we just were communicating back and forth, and I just thought he was unique. And I met him, and I just was like, oh, fuck, there goes my single plan. I was just planning on being single for where's, just riding where, where it out. Where does he live? Kansas. Kansas City. No, Kansas. Well, Kansas, the Kansas State. City, and there's a Kansas. State, yeah. He lives in Kansas State. Although there's part of Kansas in... Missouri. Missouri, yeah. It's very confusing. They're like, move it on out. Move. They're probably arguing over the line. This is going to be Kansas City. It's Missouri. <laughs> Fuck you. We're going to keep it Kansas City. <laughs> this is our Kansas City material, folks. <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah, a lot, there's a lot more where that came from. There's a lot from. more that came from, folks. Come on out. Folks. Ladies folks. and gentlemen. Folks. You say folks. I do? Yeah. Folk? Folks. Oh. You say folks. When do I say that? You just said it. Oh. You say it a few times. I want to see you perform. I want to like do it where you're on the road and I'm not working and I can come see you and heckle you. Uh. You know, one of my favorite things that you have done that I've seen you do, um, two girls were heckling you, you here at the Laugh Factory and you called them, you called them like uh, skanky walruses or something like that. Do you remember that? There were two girls up front. No. And you guys... Oh, I used my old standard skanky walrus line? You called them like... You just tore them apart. They were like talking to you while you were on stage. And you just like went at them and you said something about being a whore walrus. Well, you know, there's a part where, like where... I, this is real. Yeah. All I, of this I, is real. But I mean, I, I just say, I don't really know how good looking you would have been to me if I were your age. <laughs> because... Because, I, I, uh, you know, actually, you know, subconsciously you lower the bar as you get older because right. you know you can't have those girls anymore. I mean, I'm never going to get a girl. You never met Sophie. No. But Sophie was fucking beautiful. Yeah. I'll never get a girl that looks like her unless she's a prostitute. Well, hey, don't sell yourself short. The year just started. <laughs> Maybe you can get two prostitutes. New Year's Eve resolution. Get a Get a, get a prostitute. 2018. But you know what I mean? Like, you really... Cause you yeah. F- see, don't, don't, from looking out, everything's the same. 
Isn't when that I, interesting? When I get to a mirror, I go, what the fuck? I had time Roth. My mom says that. Hyman. Uh, Hyman. Occasionally <laughs> I say the word exactly Hyman. Exactly what my mom says. She looks in the mirror and she goes, Hyman. Hyman. <laughs> Riboflavin. <laughs> no, she said that to me once. You know, she goes, I, I looked in the mirror one day and I said, who is this woman? Yeah. It's interesting, you know. It's like the Benjamin Button I'm trying thing. to think of the rhythm of that joke that you were talking about. Yeah, you were like, th- uh, there was a term. It was a, a lot way- of you girls are. Ju- I remember part of it. A lot of you girls are just average. Yeah. Even less than average. Yes. A lot of you, you know, you. You look- girls don't realize. You were talking about what they looked like, and they didn't realize the caliber. Yeah. Of aesthetic that they had going on, and it, there was something about a walrus. It wasn't a walrus, but it was an animal. It was an animal. Water buffalo. You low life. I mean, low- it was water buffalo. Was it water buffalo? No. <laughs> I'll stay tuned for the next time Jesse Medpelusa is on the show. To We're hear. T- trying to figure out what animal Domerera equated two female audience members to. Look like. You sure it wasn't water buffalo? No, it's close. You you. Uh, well, it was a W. Skanky. Skanky. You sure? A lot of you girls are average, less than average, or even a little bit uh, something and. I can't, do you have trouble remembering your act off stage? I don't even know what we did five minutes ago, Dom. I have to be honest. I don't no, remember how I got off here. Off stage, do you ever have oh, trouble? Yeah. yeah. All it, I can get on stage and all of a sudden... Rhythm. Yeah. And it's the it's the environment, it's the light, it's the mic, it's... Oh, you know, we'll be watching the game tonight. You're going to stay for some of the game, right? Yeah. I don't know anything about sports, but... Well, that's all right. I'll, be, I'll scream when you scream. I got some outfits you can put on. Perfect. A little leaguers. Great. You're all, you're all black swag. Right on. Red on, bro. What am I? Uh, it definitely was water buffalo. Skanky water buffalo. Skanky. I think it was water buffalo. Oh, water buffalo isn't right. What animal was it? It was. I feel like there was a W. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And they were right up front. It's like when you're on the. Wildebeest. Wildebeest. <laughs> wildebeest. Wildebeest. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, you have to give me some skin. I knew it. Once you get. Oh. You ever do things with your memory where you. Let it go, and then it comes yeah, to you. Yeah, when the moment you re- and, and that's a great metaphor for life. The moment you let it go, it comes back. It comes back right in your fucking face. Right in your twat. My twat. Your twat. Did you know that I had a twat? I do. Oprah gave it to you on one I, of the shows. This, it's for one man. It's just. It's, it's I'm a one twat man. <laughs> and it's not gay because it's it's a it's a twat. It's on your hip. It's a hip twat. Yeah. It's no, just a little side pocket. My, you keep your change in there. My taint, on the other hand. Now that's. That's fair game. That's like Reno. <laughs> why is that funny? It doesn't even make sense. Know. You know, why are certain things funny? You ever see Blazing Saddles? You ever see Blazing Saddles? Are you kidding okay. me? Okay, you, you, you know. That's my dad's favorite movie. But there's a line in there that is, it doesn't really make sense, but it's it was so, because you know, they, they go after everybody. Yeah. All right, I'll, I don't mind the niggers and the Jews, but we ain't taking the Irish. Whatever it is. <laughs> They just try and you know offend everybody, <laughs> and there was a part where the uh, the, the ex slaves were doing construction, and, and the cowboys were were kind of like making sure they worked. Right. And then they yeah. all started dancing together, and Slim Pickens comes up in a in a on a horse. On a and horse. Says, I thought you, I I I sent you back here to lay some rail lines, and you're dancing around like a bunch of Kansas City faggots. <laughs> And I just thought Kansas City faggots. Kansas City why is, faggots. It's so funny, but I don't even know why. It's like it doesn't make any 
sense. Doesn't there's make no, any sense. There's no association to anything. No. But it, like, there's a special kind of gay guy in yeah. Kansas City. And there's only any. It's indigenous. That right. type of faggot is indigenous to Kansas City. That's it, you know. I think absurd things. I think silly things. I think. Well, I love when you dance around, when you jump around on stage. It's so fucking funny. I just with I your like hair the silliness. Anytime you do stuff with your hair, <laughs> your hair flipping. So. I just like I've really embraced my silliness. Do you ever, do you ever do that bit anymore about the uh, the door? I mean, you, you can't do anything if you meet a certain guy. I, it's funny you say that. You know, but the door. I just started bringing that back into I, my set. I love that bit. It's a joke about being independent, too independent, yeah. and then when you get into a relationship, you realize there's a level of codependency that you need, and almost because you're so independent in real life. You become way too dependent in your relationship, and you're just like, can you get me open the door? It's so heavy. Oh, can you get that? Yeah, the thing I'm touching, can you get it for me? I it's love just that. like completely helpless. Yeah, just the idea, like you don't even know how to open a door. You, you don't know how to open a do door. You twist it. What is I, okay, I broke my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just, and then it goes to like needing to be validated. You're like, am I pretty to you? <laughs> <laughs> am I still pretty? <laughs> just you become a dependent troll. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you're not like that with this guy. No, I, I, no, I've, I've, I went to therapy for a couple years and going through the relationships I've gone through and all the trauma and it, honestly, the shit with my dad, I've really, I've let go of a lot of shit. Well, doesn't it make you want to enjoy, live life now? Yeah. When you see what can happen to anybody? Absolutely. No matter, look, Ronald Reagan had it. Yep. Ronald Reagan had Ronald Reagan, you couldn't get more money. You couldn't get more famous. Best doctors in the world. And he had some kind of brain disease. Yep. And it's just, you know, it really is that cliche where you just have to, you have to be fortunate and, and grateful for every day you get and live in the moment. So much of so much of life is planning for some other moment. You're not guaranteed. Yeah. What do you think's gonna happen? Yeah. You know, it's like you worry about what's gonna happen, and then you miss what's right in front of your fucking face. Yeah. And so I've just I've just tried to be a little bit more grateful, a little more gracious, and and present and silly. Yeah. Life is there's so much shit in life. People take themselves so seriously, and while there is oh. place for that, silliness is such a great, like freedom you know it kind of releases <sighs> releases like the fart in my asshole i just had to go there because i feel like you're i think that's a good it. way to close the show <laughs> it releases the fart, the fart as opposed to the opposed to the underarm fart yeah the, a lot of all the there's so the, many farts there's so many farts it's so uh, little time there's the there's the door opening fart <laughs> there's the dead the, the my mom fart is like it, it's a chamber it's like Tales from the Crypt. It's the crypt door opening and dead souls escaping. This is her fart. <sighs> oh, jeez. They're the worst. Souls escape from her asshole. <laughs> There's the tight ass new first date, not trying to have him hear me fart. <laughs> There's Jess, the. You gotta Lasagna see Jesse May at Denver. <laughs> I can see, it, Denver. see her twice. See her at the downtown club. See how. And then go out to the suburbs. See if the rich people laugh yeah. the same way at, at the farts. If those rich people like my fart jokes. I don't care. Tell Wendy I said hello. I will. When is your date? I'm there the 14th, 15th, and 16th. Comedyworks.com for tickets. 
14th of what? Uh, of January. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, and if you, um, I, I'm giving away a few tickets, so if you want to win some tickets, email me at jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. Thank you for being on the show. I love Thank you. you. And uh, we'll, we'll have a good time tonight. I love you, too. You have to come on my podcast, too. What do you fucking want? Wasn't I just on it? Like three years ago, Dom. No, no, this. Oh, yeah, no, this is just Facebook Live. I'm talking about the Sharp Tongue podcast. you got to come on that. Right. That's different. I'll cook you dinner. <laughs> then the farts will get real after that. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get that close to you. <laughs> I'll cry in your hand, but I'm not eating your dinner, lady. That's right. <laughs> Jessie Mae Pelusa, give her a hand. You Thank imagine. you. Thank you. I love you. I love you, too. Je t'aime beaucoup. Je t'aime. Yo te amo. I have always thought that it's a crime So I will ask you once again Try to see it my way Only time will tell if I am right or I am wrong Why do you see it your way? There's a chance that we might fall apart before too long We can work it out Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.